0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Market Out Network. I am Neo Pretty Boy Thomas here. I am going to be talking about the week that was in the WWE. Not much to talk about, maybe a little bit here and there. We're only 5 weeks out from WrestleMania. We're 5 weeks out, guys. It's coming up. We're getting a little more excited. This week was mad when it comes to story building, storylines and stuff like that, but I think we're we're inching closer, inching closer. You know, I'm going to go over, you know, some parts that I felt were good, some parts that I thought were yeah, could have did better, but The first thing I got to get off my chest is the potential Omos and Brock Lesnar matchup that MVP announced on Monday Night Raw. Hey, he threw out the challenge there. We know Brock Lesnar and Omos on paper looks to be probably one of the worst WrestleMania matches I can ever think of. Now, let me give you a list of some Mania matches that were some all-time classics. Hey, the first guy that appears on the list, Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 20. You remember what happened with that one, right? Everybody knew both of those guys were leaving. Austin tried to save the WrestleMania match. Couldn't. They were booing it. They were chanting it. Everybody knew what was going to happen. The guys phoned it in, and it was terrible. Got another one for you. Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 35. You're telling me. You're going to give Kurt Angle his final farewell, farewell match against Baron fucking Corbin? Give me a fucking break, man. Then you got Jerry Lawler versus Michael Cole, WrestleMania 27. You got Michael Cole and an orange singlet. You got Kane versus The Great Khali. Another King Corbin versus Eliah match at WrestleMania 36. Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton, WrestleMania 33 with those weird graphics that were appearing in the ring. Butterbe- Butterbean versus Bark Gunn at the brawl for it all WrestleMania 15. When actually did nothing to help anybody's career. Putting these guys in a in a real boxing match, totally did nothing for anybody in that regard. Didn't elevate anybody. Didn't make anybody look good. Didn't push anybody to superstardom. I mean, yeah, Bra- uh, John Bradshaw Layfield was in it. Bradshaw APA. But man, that tournament was really shitty. Aki Bono versus Big Show, WrestleMania 21, putting Big Show in, in a big fucking diaper out there. My point being is this. This match right now, if it does get booked for Omos and Brock Lesnar, this is exactly what's going to be on this fucking list. I can name a bunch of other matches that were just as bad as this one, uh, that these are. But that being said, you have Omos, a really big dude, hasn't got pushed at all. He's had only two matches in the last couple months. Brock Lesnar hasn't been te- tearing up the dance floor either. He's had a handful of matches that have been just straight up trash, man. And I was pushing for Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar to have a no contest, you know, quote unquote, at Elimination Chamber. Apparently, you know, Lesnar is very limited in the ring. He clearly doesn't want to wrestle. Bobby Lashley is still better than Brock Lesnar at this very moment. And even that match was garbage. It lasted four minutes and 40 seconds. Four minutes and 40 seconds for a caliber of the athlete that Brock Lesnar is at. The caliber of athlete that Bobby Lashley's at. I mean, granted, Brock Lesnar doesn't get paid by the minute. And we're expecting this match to be a WrestleMania-worthy type match. Granted, I just gave you a history of all these other matches that have been straight garbage. Not every match is going to be a four or five star classic on the WrestleMania card. It doesn't work that way. You're going to have some trash matches. And this is, perfectly, this is a perfect example of just that. Now, why would... Why would Triple H book this match? Potentially. I'm hoping we're getting swerved here. I really do. Because if this match holds up, it's going to be a lot of disappointed faces. And a lot of disappointed people. And when this match got announced, you know, follow on Twitter, follow on all these social medias. Everybody was like, hmm, really? Are you kidding me? Triple H, why would on earth would he book this kind of match for WrestleMania? Is beyond me. Hopefully we get something different. But going back to o- Omos... I mean, MVP is back with them now, apparently. I don't know where that stemmed from or where that came about. Maybe MVP's trying to put the band back together. Maybe he's trying to hook up Cedric and Shelton and Bobby and Omos and get them together, or something like that. Maybe we'll get a face off of Monday Night Raw, and then Brock Lesnar hits the F5, because that's really the best thing that's going to come from this match is going to be an F5 on, on Omos at WrestleMania just to see Brock Lesnar pick him up and dump him down and probably get a three count. But then again... If you're trying to build up Omos, what's the point of losing at this WrestleMania? And is it it's probably inconceivable from Omos to beat Brock Lesnar at a WrestleMania. So, I don't see the point of any of this. How is this, anybody going to look good in this situation because we know Brock Lesnar last time he had a good match was probably at WrestleMania, uh, not WrestleMania, but uh SummerSlam against Roman Reigns, and even that that tractor stuff was kind of silly for me. I'm not really into that stuff. But that was probably his best match in a very long time. The two with Bobby the last two of Bobby were atrocious, and I just don't really see the point of any of this. Now look at where we came, where we're going with this. Just a couple months back, you know, Rumorville—they they run rapid around this time, WrestleMania season. People were saying, "All right, you're gonna have Gunther versus Brock. All right, two big guys, hard hitting. I could see that being okay. Right? That's believable. Gunther or Gunta, as we say here at the Marking Out Network, I can live with that match." Now, I don't think Brock Lesnar is on the level of Gunther right now. I don't just think he is because Gunther's on a different plane right now. You want somebody that's actually going to be on his level, and I don't think Brock is on his level, but I could have le- lived with that match. That would have been fine with me. I could have been like, all right, that's cool, whatever. It's a marquee match. Make Gunther look strong, and I, you know, can we see him beating Brock Lesnar clean? I think it's believable. I don't see Brock Lesnar leaving the inter- WrestleMania with the Intercontinental Championship anyways. But that's believable. And now it's like, all right, then they teased the winner of Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, you know, Bray Wyatt. All right. That's not another good pairing. We don't want that either. No triple threat, no Bobby and Brock. Sorry, Smoke. I know you're the king of the triple threats, but we don't want no fucking triple threat. I ain't down with that. We don't want any of that either. So what was the ne- next alternative? You maybe Brock versus Bray Wyatt if Brock ended up winning that match, but it looks like they're going to lean towards Bobby and Bray Wyatt. We don't want that either. Don't think Brock is down for that hocus-pocus shit or all this weird stuff that Bray Weiss is going to try to pull. Don't like that either. I just don't feel like Brock Lesnar deserves a match at WrestleMania at all at this point. Where does he actually fit in? It's just going to be garbage and tarnished. Look at the last two matches he had. Six minutes, right on, almost out the, on the button, and then four minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah, I know some people are Lesnar marks. They want to see the guy. You know, he's a pretty big, strong guy. Still has a presence about him. But for me, personally, he doesn't do actually nothing. I've been off the Lesnar bandwagon or train for I don't know how many years. Last time I was remotely interested is when he beat John Cena at SummerSlam and, and squashed him to oblivion, and, and that was actually a title match. That was the last time I was like, all right, do cool. That's that's the old Lesnar that we come to to know and love and that was like a dominating performance and he just obliterated john cena and that that was the last time i actually remotely liked the fucking guy but now them them days are long gone that was seemed like an eternity ago so we're trying to move on from that but yeah the Omos brock lesnar thing is not going to be good for anybody i'm hoping it's a swerve but we're going to find out and i'll come monday on monday night raw but yeah that's that's one of <laughs> one of the things i am not looking forward to Sorry to start the podcast off with such a such a negative light, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move on to something more positive here. <laughs> and, oh man, but yeah, there you go. The one thing I I did like, and I, we, uh we we talk about prefer, you know women's wrestling here and the Marking Out Network quite often. We we champion it really. Uh, is leading Becky Lynch versus Dakota Kai and Io Sky for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Now let's be honest, man, the tag team champions. They've been dormant for a long time. Granted, Dakota Kai has been injured. Eosky is still tremendous, but they haven't not, they haven't defended the belts on television since like December sixteenth. It's been over two months. I know Bailey tweeted out or something like that. Hey, we'll you check out the live events or whatever. But like, well, that doesn't necessarily really count. I mean, we're not seeing it on TV, and it's not in a marquee matchup that we all can watch. So I don't know if you even count those if they do defend them tag titles on a live show. But that's besides the point. My point being is this. You have the tag team titles. They're supposed to be maybe not as equal as the singles titles, obviously, because they are a tag team. But they need to be elevated in a certain way where they matter. Now, what's the reason Lita came along? There could be a host of reasons why she came along. Whether it's to, you know, a favor to somebody or just because she wants to get back in wrestling or they need a marquee name to... You know, make the titles relevant again, and sometimes that's what you could do. You can bring a, you can bring a legend. You can bring a Hall of Famer back. You can bring somebody that has some name value to go for a title. They may not necessarily win it, but it's going to put the spotlight on them on that specific title at that moment and draw eyes and attention to it. Because if you have Natty versus X, Y, and Z versus Dakota Kai and Eel Sky, nobody's going to give a shit. Now I know Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. They got their eyes on the tag team titles. That's going to draw a little more eyes on the championships because obviously ronda rousey is a marquee name despite what you your feelings towards her in a wrestling ability not doesn't necessarily she really gives a shit about what we people think because clearly she doesn't but it's going to draw eyes on the the tag team titles and it's going to make them relevant again yeah you had a bunch of like random teams that won the tag team titles over the years the last time i liked it when it was when bailey was and sasha banks tanking up as the golden role models they only held the belts for like 96 days but those titles in that run they because they were so uh paramount and at the forefront at every show, you know, Bailey was the SmackDown women's champion and eventually Sasha Banks got the Raw championship and they were so a dominant faction and they were so hated too at the same time. It made it really great television. You're like, man, these titles actually mean something. And the second time was better than the first time around because the first time around they only had the belt for 47 days. So the second time around was even sweeter. But Lita coming back in this specific match with Becky Lynch, they clearly got some chemistry. They clearly seem to be getting along. And I wouldn't be mad at them winning the tag team titles because it would draw more eyes to the the tag team division because there really is no tag team division. They had Toxic Attraction, who was probably the the next best best team, and uh, Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane ended up breaking up. So it's like, all right, well, you broke them up on NXT – my idea you would have had them come up to the main roster maybe even win the belts carry the belts for a long time and then break them up on the main roster because it would have been even more impactful because the main roster people the main roster audience would have seen this team come along whether heel or face come along for the ride win the tag team titles and then the breakup would have been more devastating to me that's how i would have done it you only get a handful of people that actually watch nxt anyways granted it's separate. It is, you know, quote-unquote, a developmental brand, despite what Triple H has to say. Sometimes he, it's developmental. Sometimes, you know, it's semi-main roster, whatever you want to call it. But the point being is you had a team right there, and that you had Toxic Attraction that actually could have easily won the tag team titles. And then you could have branched out and formed more teams and more rivalries that way. But you split up the, the second-best team you had, and now – you have to bring in a legend, which I'm a huge fan of Lita. Growing up in the you know the Attitude Era in the early 2000s era, and I was like huge fan of her. She was my second favorite, next to Trish Stratus. Always loved Lita. I always thought she was unique in her wrestling ability because nobody else kind of wrestled like her. The the red hair, the you know her clothes like it wasn't traditional wrestling gear. It was like big cargo pants and you know fishnet tops and stuff like that. I thought it was like an alternative look that was really cool, and it wasn't like a traditional uh you know wrestler, but I think the way to go in this match, I would – let me put my booking hat on because we all like doing that. You know, wrestling fans always know the best way to go about handling talent that we're not in control of. Have Lita and Becky win the tag team titles. You can make a case for damage control, being caught off guard, or they held the titles for such a long time, they weren't necessarily ready. You can give them a rematch at WrestleMania, and then you can have maybe, you know – there we go with a triple threat. You can insert Ronda Rousey and Shayna Bla- Baszler in the tag match. Something to generate some kind of buzz and excitement. I know Trish Stratus was supposed to come back on Monday Night Raw. The plans change. I don't know how she's going inter- to get interjected in, in this match because you know you could have had uh, Trish, Lita, Becky versus Bayley in Damage Control at WrestleMania and have a three-on-three. Three. But then again, the tag team titles are not going to be defended on the biggest night of the year or two nights of the year so i think you're you want those titles to be defended because you want the focus to be on those championships for wrestlemania because this is the biggest show of the year and that's what i would want to do instead of having like a six-man tag because then the tag team titles seem less valuable if they're not going to be defended on the biggest show that's what i would do i like i just like seeing lita around man i just I just I'm just going back to like 2001 here. It's like been a long fucking time, and like 2001 and 2006 or whatever the years were, in when she was, you know, at her at her very best. You know, her and Trish going at it was uh was really great. But I don't know. I think Lita and Becky. I say fuck it. Why not pull the trigger on them? Damage control. They they've carried the titles. I mean, they're a good tag team when they actually do wrestle. And I like Dakota Kai and Ali. Uh, I love Io Sky. I think she's one of the best uh female wrestlers you know on planet earth when she's given the opportunity to showcase what she could do especially here in nxt days but i just like seeing becky and lita tag up and uh i think they i don't know i think they would uh they would be pretty good champs and and potentially win it but uh, that's kind of the state of the wwe tag team division which is not a good one but i think if done right we will be talking about it a little more um but yeah, I got to say the uh <laughs> another thing that kind of drew drew my attention was the Paul Heyman Cody Rhodes promo on Monday Night Raw, which uh, to me wasn't up to Paul Heyman Paul Heyman standards. Cody Rhodes did his thing, you know, I think they're throwing out Paul Heyman because they don't want Cody not necessarily getting booed, but they don't want the Sammy chance to drown out you know you know his promo because you know every time you see Cody, you kind of in the back of your mind, you're thinking of sammy Zayn. But the whole promo about Paul Heyman saying, you know, he's he's not uh Roman's a happily married man, but Paul Heyman isn't, which would suggest that what was he gonna he's gonna comfort brandy Rose, you know, on those cold, cold nights. And it was just like that's that just seems like below a Paul Heyman stand because you know. They just had that really good promo about Dusty Rhodes and going back to ECW and Paul Heyman helping him out. That was a st- uh, level of, that was a good standard to keep those promos at. This seems, it was a little cringeworthy. And, you know, I I understand Paul Heyman mentioned saying that, oh yeah, Cody, are you going to make sacrifices needed? You're going to have to wrestle X amount of days. You're going to have to do these public appearances. These I think Cody Rhodes knows that. I think when he got in the business a very, very long time ago, what it means and the sacrifices needed to become a champion. I don't think he necessarily has to be reminded of that. But I get what Paul Heyman's trying to do, trying to distract him from the bigger picture, trying to divert his mind and think about his family and his wife and his kids' health, uh, well-being. I, I get that part. But to me, it's just like, all right, I'm pretty certain Cody Rhodes has been around wrestling business his whole life. He knows what it means to be a champion, and he's probably willing to do what it takes. But I, I get what Paul Heyman was trying to do there. But I just felt like that was completely unnecessary. I didn't even think you needed that promo. You can literally skip that week and be like, fine, without it, not even have it. And I think it wouldn't have it would have added any kind of value. Um, I think it detracted a little bit because Roman's sending out Paul Heyman out there. But I know they want to keep Cody Rhodes on Monday Night Raw being a staple and going out in front of the crowd but i don't know, just have them do a singles match then have them look strong and get cheered and just go about your business but the old promo it, i don't know man it was just it was just not good for me i wasn't digging it but what i was digging is oscar and that blue liquid mist <laughs> I, I know the matchups here are kind of weird oscar versus bianca belair and Rhea versus charlotte right to me it would have been reversed it would have had oscar versus charlotte and it was going to be uh probably ria versus bianca that would have been the way to go because Rhea was teasing bianca rhea has been on raw for almost a full year now bianca's been a champ for a full year now that would have been the way to go but i can understand why ria was going to go against charlotte flair because she wanted to redeem herself for three years ago that's fine oscar and bianca Seems like an odd pairing, and I hope they have good chemistry. You still have five weeks to build up this match. And the look on Bianca's face on Monday Night Raw, that look of, like, dismay or shocked or I don't really know what to make of Asuka, kind of shows a vulnerability, like a chink in her armor. And I think that's a good thing, too, because Bianca has been so confident. You know, she's the EST, the biggest, strongest, fastest, toughest, and whatever of the WWE for such a long time now. She needs to look a little vulnerable. Yeah, she got beat by Becky, you know, a couple years ago at SummerSlam, you know, very quickly. But I think this is good for Bianca because Asuka is one of the few people that are actually is on her level. And Bianca has kind of suffered that. Yeah, she did beat Bailey, but I don't feel like Bailey was ever championship material. Obviously, Alexa Bliss wasn't on her level. I mean... Those matches with Alexa lasted way too longer. I mean, Bianca could have squashed her within two minutes. I mean, just look at the how physically dominating Bianca has is, is been. especially She seems to be getting better, and it's scary to think about too. She was good when she faced Sasha Banks. She was really good when she faced Becky Lynch, and now she's going to be even better this year. Do I think she's going to repeat? No, because I feel like Asuka needs a really good title run just because I feel that way doesn't necessarily I mean it's gonna happen. But this version of Asuka, the more sadistic, demented, kind of twisted side of Asuka is I think something we like to see and we don't know where it's gonna go. It's not over the top and 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 cheesy and hokey or anything like that. I think it's it's just right. And I think it's gonna be good for Asuka. She's not silly. She's not doing the clownish stuff and dancing around like she was. And we can, you can literally say like she is championship material, and she seems like she doesn't age, and she seems only to get better with time. And I think the, I'm hoping the match is going to be. It's going to be, we know it's going to be good, but I hope they have chemistry in the ring, which I think they're going to have chemistry. But I just hope they gel and have that extra something special in the build up to the match and, and get us more excited. Because right now I'm really not there yet, but we still got time. But I think is going to pull off the win. It's not an upset because Asuka has been champion before and she's been. She's one of the all-time greats. I think she's top five all-time in my book, but I think Asuka's going to pull off the victory because I don't see Bianca doing a three-peat at WrestleMania, but if I could be wrong, we're going to watch and find out. But yeah, Asuka versus Bianca. Bianca looking a little more vulnerable. I kind of like it, and hopefully this goes in the right direction. What's going in really in the right direction, or I should say, How about this? Let me take that back. What's going in the opposite direction is the relationship with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn because obviously Kevin Owens, he explained why he didn't come out and help Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber because why should he? Sami turned on him, and the only reason he did come out eventually, not during the match, but eventually he came out once it was all said and done is because he didn't want to see Sami Zayn getting beat up in front of his family. Like he got beat up at the Royal Rumble in front of his own family. Point well taken. Sammy painted himself in a very awkward position, and he not only turned his back on his best friend, he joins the bloodline knowing full well what they're capable of and what commitments he needs to make. You can't half commit to the bloodline. You're either kind of in it or you're not. He kind of found out that the hard way when Roman handed him the chair and he was going to put out Kevin Owens' lights with that steel chair. He didn't do it. Roman turned on him, and then the chaos that ensued right now when it comes to the relationship with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn now it's they're definitely you know walking on eggshells here they clearly have a past history they clearly or you could say they're friends but it's just very tentative and they need to come together cuz Sami made the points like you can't take the bloodline down by yourself i can't take the bloodline down down by myself we need to work together Kevin Owens is not there mentally right now at this moment he even asked it like, he even said it like a jaded ex, ex, uh, bo- you know, boyfriend or whatever, girlfriend. He was like, "Why don't you go ask your best friend Jay or whatever?" He's like, "Oh man," and drops the mic and walks off. But that's understandable from Kevin Owens. Sammy brought all this by himself, man. He he he, he brought it on, knowing full well, I would say, what the reper- repercussions were. And this whole bloodline thing, he's not a stupid guy. Remember, you know, he he had all these conspiracy theories and all that stuff that he was doing before this whole bloodline saga came about. And now he's kind of reaping what he sowed, and now he's got to pay the price, and he's got to deal with all this aftermath that ensues. And you know, people are kind of clamoring for him and Roman to go at it one more time at WrestleMania in the main event, or even make it a triple threat. Triple threat. I just I, have, I don't see it that way. I definitely think it's Cody Rhodes' time versus Roman Reigns. Sami Zayn had his WrestleMania moments. He had two WrestleMania moments. He had the SmackDown before Elimination Chamber, and he had the Elimination Chamber when he had the crowd, you know, hanging on every word and every move he did. I mean, you don't get no better than that. That's literally the peak of the professional wrestling business. And to ask more of that is really, it's hard to hard to fathom and hard to comprehend because... He achieved something without even winning the title. He don't have to win the title to make this, you know, to complete the story, as they keep saying. He doesn't have to do that. I don't think he does. And to me, I think it would be it'd be too much. It, it to me, it wouldn't be. Is it believable that he can win? Yes. Is it possible? Yes. Is it most likely going to happen? No, because I don't think he's championship material to carry the undisputed heavyweight championship, you know, to SummerSlam or whatever. I said this before. I just I'm just not buying that. Cody Rhodes can do easily do that. Now, Cody Rhodes—it seems like he's—he came about. He was the right guy at the wrong place, at the wrong time. Now, if the whole bloodline saga thing didn't happen or didn't take off as great as it did, you can easily—you know—Cody would be probably get even more love right now. But because Sammy took off like a fucking rocket, and the whole bloodline saga did, you know, everybody's clamoring for Sami Zayn, and that's understandable because they did a f- phenomenal job. But I just think that between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they got to get back on the same page. And then to take down the bloodline is not necessarily only taking down Roman, but you also have to take out Jimmy and Jay. And then you got to factor in Solo, too. Now, what's one to take him out? Divide and conquer. Jay's still going back and forth. Jimmy, obviously, he's loyal to Roman, even though him and Sami been boys, were boys before him and Jay were. You got to team up with your best friend to take down those tag team, uh, take away those tag team titles from Jimmy and Jay. That's the best way to do it. Now, granted, is it going to be satisfying for a lot of people for Sammy winning the tag titles? I think it will be. I think it's going to be better than people think because you think the the only outcome and the only end game in this was Sammy to beat Roman. But it was clearly never about those two to begin with. It was more about Jimmy and Sammy, Jay and Sammy. It was always about them. And that's where we're going to end up. Granted, I still think they should main event night one of WrestleMania because the fact that you got Rhea and Charlotte rumored to be main eventing is kind of, honestly, it's kind of fucked up when the Bloodline and Sami Zayn saga has been carrying the entire WWE for the last X amount of months. And just to give, just because they want, you know, certain reasons why they want Rhea and Charlotte to main event night one. Granted, you know, no women wrestlers main evented uh, night one, and obviously not night two last year at Wrestlemania but that's okay because you feel like you need to be in a spot to deserve it I don't care if you're a man or a woman you need to be in a spot where you deserve it and obviously clearly Sami Zayn has been in more than worthy of a main event spot he might not get night two against Roman and Cody but he's definitely going to get night one in a main event spot and I think that'd be a good way to end night one you got the tag team titles Changing hands. Jimmy and Jay don't longer have the straps. And then you got potentially Cody Rhodes defeating Roman Reigns. So literally the crumbling of an empire can happen in two nights. Now, granted, just because you lose a title doesn't mean it's going to be the end of the world. You can always come back. But I feel like if Roman does lose, he's going to be off, you know, for, gone for a while. And then it's going to be Cody's time. But the co- whole Sammy-Kevin Owens thing, I'm glad they didn't reunite that quickly. You have to tease it because we still are, we still are five weeks away from WrestleMania. But I think it was beautifully done, and I'm always I was a big fan of Kevin Owens, and I think how how he was gets roped into these kind of shitty storylines with Ezekiel and Elias. And granted, he faced Stone Cold Steve Austin last year at WrestleMania, so he's been pretty fortunate. But um, it's good to see him, you know, showing off what he's actually capable of doing. It seems like Kevin Owens, he's he's always been main event worthy, main, main event material, and it's glad to see that he's he's doing what he's doing. But uh, speaking of not main event material, what was the thing with Dom, Dom, and Charlotte Flair on SmackDown? That was kind of odd. And the reason I only mentioned it it was odd to me is because they built up the fit. Well, they didn't build it up. They mentioned there was going to be a face-to-face with Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte. So I'm like, all right, this is going to be great. They're going to fare off. They're going to have a really great promo against each other. But it never happened. Dom, Dom came out and was cutting a promo on Charlotte Flair, there was a lot of silliness and stuff and back and forth, and the the best one was, you know, Charlotte Flair says I have a real Latino man with a thicker accent at home. That's very cute and believable. But (laughs) that's not what I wanted to see. Why is Rhea sending Dom-Dom out there? To me, Charlotte had the advantage in the promo, and then when Rhea comes out after the whole back and forth, Rhea looked like the weaker one. Now, granted, she's not weak by any means. She's clearly big and strong, and she could take the title from Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania, you know, maybe not easily, but she can defeat her, and people would believe that. But it just seems like you sent your, you know, your quote-unquote boy toy out there, and it just it diminished what Rhea Ripley's about, and I didn't, I didn't really like that. I wanted to see her come out in full force, get in fucking Charlotte Flair's face, and be like... This is what I'm going to do to you. There's nothing you can do about it. What you did to me was three years ago. And then Rhea did cut a good promo a couple weeks ago saying that exact same thing. But I want to see more of that too. I want to emphasize that point saying Rhea's completely different now. She's grown. She's matured. And she's going to take that title. Granted, they could probably do this you know, in the coming weeks and have a more face-offs and get more physical with each other. I and mean, then this is just the introduction of what's going to happen. But I didn't want to see Dom-Dom coming out like that. He has nothing really to do with this. I know he's, you know, mommy and and all that kind of stuff. But I just, to me, it wasn't, I felt like it was not necessary. It was cute and funny for a couple lines, but it didn't do anything to help Rhea Ripley. Not that she needs it, but to me it was, it was not, it was not needed. It just diminished her and I and I didn't like that. It could have been so much better. Literally, they could have cut a promo on each other. Maybe one walks away, one gets blindsided, one gets jump, and then have some kind of physical altercation. Doesn't mean they can't do that later. But I wanted to see more. I just didn't want to, it. It just the match isn't Dom Dom versus Charlotte Flair. And I, again, I just reemphasize the point. This is just the intro of what they're gonna do. But I I don't know. I just didn't want to see it. I didn't really like it too much. But we're going Sami Zayn heavy here. Now Jimmy. Who's pretty much taken a back seat to this whole bloodline thing? It's, it's really been more about Jay and Sami Zayn and Roman in there, you know, solo sprinkled in there. He's he's more like the hitman in the group. He just kind of does what he's told, and he's like a force to be working with. But finally, Jimmy and Sammy had a promo, you know, kind of talking about their history, about like Sammy and Jimmy were dogs, and you believed me before even Jay did, and and Sammy saying that. How does it make me feel when I have to prove my loyalty week in and week out and just be manipulated and used? And and Jimmy, you don't have to go down with the ship. And Jimmy's like, what did you expect me to do after you attack Roman Reigns? Of course I was going to jump you. I had no choice in the matter. You think I was just going to let it slide? So I could see Jimmy's point of view on that. But the fact that Jimmy did get a little shine and a little spotlight while Jay was just uh, standing up there in the crowd because we still don't know where Jay's at in this whole fucking thing. He's eventually i think he's gonna side with roman but hey they could they could switch it on us but we just don't know man that's what makes it so entertaining but finally jimmy he changed his look he's uh he's he's got uh changed his hairstyle and kind of separate himself from jay a little bit kind of do his own thing and i think that's a good thing so we clearly know where jimmy his loyalties lie and i don't know it was a good it was a good interaction it was a good promo between the guys and that That's kind of just building up the layers. There's so many layers in the Bloodline story and saga. That's what makes it so interesting because it's not just one guy versus one guy, backstory versus backstory. You have multiple angles and people working in this. Kevin Owens and Sammy are kind of beefing at the same time even though they have a common enemy. Roman is the headmaster. He kind of dictates and controls everything. Where's Jay's loyalty? We know where Jimmy stands. Jimmy's past relationship with Sami Zayn. Jay's relationship with Jimmy. Yeah, they're brothers, but sometimes they're on a rock, rocky relationship. So there's so many different levels to this that makes it so great. Um, that's really haven't been seen before in WWE for an extremely long time. The levels and the depths of the story that it touches. It's like peeling back an onion. It's just one layer after one layer after one layer. And you keep going. And that's what makes it so interesting. And it's not just going to be a tag match that we're going to see at WrestleMania. It's going to be one of the biggest tag matches we've ever seen in WWE because there's so much on the line because there's been so much buildup going into this WrestleMania. And it's uh it's something we're going to look forward to and we're going to see. And uh, But, yeah, that was pretty much the week in WWE, guys. And that's it. So, if, guys, if you like this episode, keep listening to us. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, keep checking us out. Next time comes around, you're going to have Smoke, you're going to have Dean here. This has been pretty much Neil Pretty Boy Hour up until, eh, I'm only at 32 minutes. I could have kept talking, but I'm not, so I'm just going to end the show. So it's, until next time, I'm out. Bye-bye.